there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Well, the draw came out 36 hours ago. Cup semi final. Inverness against our own Stephen McGinn's Falkirk. He was with us last night. And the other one, of course, the big two, Rangers-Celtic, either April the 29th or the 30th, Saturday or Sunday that weekend. The big two meet again. We've got the big two with us tonight, Barry Ferguson and John Hartson. If you want to speak to them, what do you think about this game? 08, 08, 17... 17 700 give us a call now or join the conversation at Go Football Show Barry we talked just before the game the other night Falkirk did so well and then the draw came out I don't think you wanted it then you wanted it in the cup final yeah ideally I, I think you want to um, get the old firm um, apart in the semi-final but listen it gives a great opportunity for a Falkirk and Inverness financially to reach a final but listen it was drawing both Rangers and Celtic semi-final as you mentioned there the 28th or the 29th of April and from a Rangers point of view they need to make sure they win that semi-final and try and retain the, the Scottish Cup It's pressure isn't it but that's why you get the big bucks that's why you're at Rangers and for Celtic John how did you feel when you heard the draw? Um, I didn't feel a lot I just thought it's a, it's a semi-final um, I like Barry you know it, it's great for Falkirk or Inverness you know, as a club, they they know that they're gonna one of them are gonna feature in the the showcase tournament, the Scottish Cup final, um, which is great for them. But uh, you know, again, you know, Celtic and Rangers they come up against each other. It's it's uh, it's a great game. You know, Celtic obviously just beat them in the in the League Cup final. Um, Rangers will want revenge for that, uh, and obviously Michael Beale. I think I think he says himself that. His team could have been better yep. on the day and uh, maybe let Celtic off with one. But again, Celtic played very well, I thought, as well at times. So, you know, it's all to play for, Paul. And they meet in the semi-final. I think the the sponsors and, and, and everybody involved in the, in the Scottish Cup would have liked, of course, you know, the big two in the final. Take nothing away from Inverness or Falkirk. And but for no, Celtic, it's just a great game. Celtic lost to Rangers, of course. It's one of the few blips since he's come. The manager would want to have won it in the semi-final last year. The game against Rangers... Yeah, well, we won the final this year. Of course. Yeah. But so looking to that won, last year yeah. to try and get a bit of edge. Oh, yeah, for right, Celtic, okay, they, yeah, they, they want yeah. to, you know, they want to go for the treble. Well, of course, you know, they, they, they've got a healthy lead in, in the league. Uh, nine points clear yeah. with, a, with a huge goal difference. Um and, you know, the, there'll be one game at a time. The semi-final will be the same. And I think it's one of those games where you have to play well. I think to, to beat Rangers, you have to play well. From a Rangers point of view, to go and beat Celtic, they are going to have to be at their best. Both teams are going to have to play very well on the day. Whoever whoever turns up and, 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 and deals with the situation, the better, will ultimately win the game. I think Rangers will obviously feel that 
if they lose, Celtic will be huge favourites to go on and win the treble. But there's no treble talk within within that dressing room, you know, because Ange, Ange doesn't work that way. And Barry, for Rangers, for Michael Beale playing Celtic three times in the next two months, if he doesn't win at least one of them, would it put him under... How would the fans react to him, do you think? If they lost... If they lost all three or... Well, or... you can't think about that, but yeah. listen, I'll answer your question. Listen, of course he would feel a bit of pressure, but I don't think it would um, involve him losing his job, if I'm being honest with you, Paul. Um, look, he knows how... how important it is to try and retain that Scottish Cup out with the Scottish Cup semi-final as you mentioned they've got two league games um, the last league game they played against Celtic I thought they played really well Rangers but listen Celtic found a way to get that equaliser in the last couple of minutes but there's always pressure mm. Michael Beale knows that listen the pressure is in the summer for me recruitment wise and making sure that um, he keeps the ones that he wants to keep and he believes that are good enough to go on the journey with him and also bring in players who can go and try and get Rangers trophies. We've got two guys here tonight, best in the business, who know all about pressure. Barry Ferguson, John Hartson, or John Hartson and Barry Ferguson. Whichever way you take it, give us a call. Glasgow's own Go Radio with Macklin Motors. We're here until seven tonight. The calls have started already. Or join us on the socials at Go Football Show. The city is buzzing about it and the whole area, John, meeting again. Yeah. I know too early to talk about trebles. There's uh, still, uh, the league has to be finalised. One of the pieces of news this afternoon, the Japan boss has called up Daisen Maeda, maybe no surprise, but yet again has omitted Kyogo and Hatati from the Japanese squad and he's been critical of the Scottish League, saying that uh, other factors when making the decision, we think the level of the league probably isn't good enough. Well, that's his opinion. A lot yeah. of people think that way as well, don't they? A lot of people think the standard is not very good. We work on it. You mm. know, we have to... Uh, you played in it. Yeah, we, we, we have to, you know, at, you look at some results, you know, as you got a point. Is is the standard good enough? Our team's working hard enough to get closer to Celtic and Rangers. It's very difficult for teams. Um, they're working with what they've got. Celtic and Rangers have, have all, you know, they've got all the finance. They've got... They've, they've got all the better players. Um, yes, it's 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 a really good league. We work on it. We both played in it. But if you're thinking that Dundee United are going to finish, well, 50, 60 points behind the champions and, and Motherwell, 40 points, 50 points, these other teams, it's like, well, you've got to feel for them yep. in a way mm -hmm. because, you know, they they can only get so close. Um, you know, so for me, it's it's not really a criticism. It's just a case of where we're at. A reality. Know? Yeah. It's a reality and I think a blind man can see um, that the gap is huge between Celtic and Rangers and the other teams. Hearts have been the third best yeah. team in the league in the last two seasons. Hearts at the weekend there against Celtic with them missing four or five players. Like what, what chance have they got? It's hard enough to beat Celtic anyway with, with, without, without suffering with injuries. Um, so you can look at the, 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 the Japan manager and say, well... Has he got a point? Is he, you know, uh, listen, I'm a huge fan. I, I think, know you are. Yeah. I think it's sure. crazy that Hitati and Kyogo yep. are not in the in the in the in the Japan um, national team. I mm. think it, you 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 find me a better striker than Kyogo that plays for Japan. I know the um, the, the striker is at, is at Brighton, isn't he? The other striker yeah. for um, for but, uh, for Japan, of course. But he's keeping out him. Is it's he crazy? I tell you what, they must have some squad. Yeah, that's what both I mean, of yeah. them, as you said. But Maeda, sorry, but Maeda actually yeah. played right. quite well for them at the World he Cup. He did. Yeah, and scored. Barry, were you surprised again? Yeah, I'm surprised because obviously they've shown 
real quality this season for Celtic but listen I'll always stick up for the Scottish game look is it the best of quality? no it's not um, that that's just the way it is because a lot of it comes down to finances Rangers and Celtic have obviously budgets are 10, 15, 20 times uh, other clubs round about them um, but I still feel you get real good players here some real good games but in terms of Kyogo and, and Hitati yep it was a surprise because listen it's sometimes it's a bit easier and John will, will agree with me here It's if you're playing for Celtic at Celtic Park or Rangers at Ibrox it's a bit easier you get a, a lot more of the ball but when you go away from home some grounds are tight the surfaces ain't great and you've got to produce good performances uh, to make sure you get the three points so yeah, I'll always stick up for your game up here um, but I'm more surprised that both Kyogo and Hitati um, ain't in the Japan squad and uh, as I said they must have some squad if they two can't get in I wish they had a, a relative who was Scottish of Scottish descent we could get them in the Scottish squad couldn't we or if they changed the rules for on nationalities a bit like rugby um, David Martindale he admits he's powerless to keep his top stars revealing that Livingston's average first team wage is £900 so maybe 1000 to 1500 a week up against the top well, that stars just shows at, you at Rangers and Celtic good a job yeah. he David does. Martindale does yeah. at, at Livingston and mm. do you know what I quite like it been open because obviously they get asked the questions. He's obviously said some things against Old Furman. He's playing against them in terms of budgets. And he's come out and said that that's the, the kind of wage or average wage a Livingston player gets. You would get more than, more than that down in the conference. Sure. In England. Really? Is that in the, the, fifth the difference? And if yep. you're at Rangers or Celtic, you could be earning 10, 20 or 30, mm. maybe up to 40,000 a week for the very top players. That's 30 or 40 times more a week. Yep. Must be so hard. It is hard, but I think you've yep. got to appreciate the jobs that these guys do at, at the clubs. It, it's, yep. it's tough for them. Um, it's tough for them to get players in. And Livingston's a, a, a brilliant example. They've come through the leagues. David Martindale... Um, season after season keeps them in the league and they're always got a chance of getting in that that top mm -hmm. six so that shows me that he's a top manager I've said many a times uh, I worked I was I was lucky enough to work alongside David Martindale yeah. for, for the best part of 10 or 11 months when I was with, in with David Hopkins very infectious great coach players loved him mm -hmm. he got a great way Did about they? him yeah. players really liked him mm -hmm. yeah because you find that sometimes with the assistant the manager the players can go to the assistant and have have a little bit more of a, you know, they can they can show their character a little bit more with with the assistant rather than the manager who's maybe you know the head man making all the decisions. Davey was very good tactically. He was um, him and him and Oppie would would put the sessions and things together yeah. in the morning, and he's doing a great job. You know, he really is. But it it, it just goes to show um, how difficult it is to hold on to to good players when when you come when you get one mm -hmm. and you unearth one. You know, all of a sudden, and then you're thinking, well, the the agent is on to the player, look, saying, yeah. I can get you £3,000 somewhere else, and he's on six, £700 a week. You know, it becomes a bit of a no-brainer then. It becomes, Davy's job then becomes more difficult trying to hold on to these players rather than just concentrating on the, on the role of being a manager. He's also trying to keep them at the football club as well, do you know? Yep. And that can be difficult. Yeah, but I read his interview and, and he's open and honest about the players. They've, they've got to think of their families and after they finish playing at 34, 35, Short career. and if they're getting offered, as John says, two or three thousand pounds, extra a week over a two or three year contract um, he, he doesn't blame the players it's just the way that Livingston operate and yet at the other end of the scale Saudi Arabia the state and Al-Halal are working together preparing a bid of 194 million a season deal 
for Lionel Messi. So his contract's up at the end of the season at PSG. 35 years old, he's just won the World Cup. John, could you see that? And he'd be mad. back with, uh, we'd be alongside Ronaldo. I, I think it's mad. I, I really do. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Lionel Messi, as you know. I think he's, a, he's, he's the best player of all time, in my opinion. All right, and that says something, yeah. Maradona, Ronaldo, wow. Pelle, all that, I get all that. But at his age, you know, they must just have money to just, you know, the, the Saudis, they must just... In terms of, how many, know. you know, it's just madness. I thought the PSG deal was crazy. Like, Messi is brilliant. He's magnificent. He's just won the World Cup uh, with Argentina. He had a brilliant World Cup, but it's mental. I think that the money side, the game now was absolutely gone. But it's a marketing tool, Barry, isn't it? What do you think of that? Can you see him going there? You see him not going there at that kind of money, almost 200 I think he's earned million. a few quid in his career, Paul. Um, <laughs> no, no doubt about it. But he kind of strikes me as a guy that wants to try and play at the highest he can as long as he can. Right. And I'm sure if he feels he's fit enough to go and produce the goods for PSG, I think he would stay there a, a, a season or two. But that that sort of money, as John says, he said he's just had money to burn. It's, it's a crazy amount of money. It's a bit like the MLS, isn't it, in the 90s and the 2000s when many players, towards the end, went over there for big money, but nothing like that. 200 million. Well, it was the MLS, it was yeah. China uh-huh. as well, That's wasn't right. it? Yeah, you know, yeah. Players yeah. are going to China now, they're, going, mm. they're following Ronaldo over to Saudi and they're all going with the money as well. Why wouldn't you? Erling Haaland or Mbappe, who's the best player in the world at the moment? John Hartson, you were such a great striker for Arsenal, West Ham United, Celtic, West Brom... And others, who would you say? And what about the, first of all, what about that performance last night? Five goals, incredible, incredible. But a lot Champions of the goals League. as well were in the six-yard box. Yeah. Two or three of them just sort of reaction mm-hmm. strikers' goals. Um, but he's just his size, his touch, the way that he just you know leaped and headed the ball down, just frightening power. Um, I'd probably still say Mbappe you know, on the back of seeing him at the World Cup. But again, Haaland's <laughs> not far behind. That 39 goals in 36 Incredible. games. Can you believe he was getting criticised a month or so ago? I know. How could he? Why? He What's doesn't suit Man City, yeah, all the experts are right. saying all yeah. of a sudden, yeah. But I was watching uh, De Bruyne do his, his pre-match and he was speaking about him. And of course, I've had to change because he's a different type of striker. But what a striker he has. Five goals in the Champions League. You can see whatever you want about Leipzig. They're, they're a very good team. And they get absolutely destroyed. And, and that man, he's an absolute machine there, player. Anne-Marie from Café Gandolfi has been on in Glasgow. She wanted to ask both of you, what did you think of the performance of uh, Kevin De Bruyne? And I'll, be, I'll be honest, you've only that, seen the highlights. Right, I was yeah. watching York That's City right, against sorry. Altrincham because uh, my son was playing. <laughs> That's right, sorry. But yeah. what, what a goal he scored to cap it off. Obviously, when you're watching the highlights and listening to commentary and seemingly had an unbelievable game, yeah. but he capped off an unbelievable uh, performance with... with some finished at the end. He's been left out as well in recent weeks, hasn't he? He's sort of had yeah. his sort of, uh, you know, he's he's had a, you know, his managers had a little word with him as if he needed to have a word with him. But he sure come back, uh, you know, last night. He's, he's different classes. Barry said his goal, but we've seen him do that loads of times. I mean, he's a great passer. That right foot that he has, he's, he's got a wand of a right foot, doesn't he? He has indeed. Uh, Paul Parker, he says Aaron Moy could finish his career at Celtic. More about that in a moment or two. And Nicholas Raskin is adamant Rangers need to keep Ryan Kent. I feel the mood's changing on Ryan Kent. If there's a barometer, Barry, at the moment, this week, the call's coming in and the social media people are now saying, no, Ryan Kent, they need to try and keep him for next season. Where do you feel today? 
Yeah, well, it's going to be up to Ryan Kenton then. Um, yeah. Obviously, Michael Beale's made it clear he's a massive part of his plans. He's a big player. I, I still want more from him. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest with you. I think he can get... Listen, his assists have been really good. It's just I want more goals for that, obviously, area he plays in, in the pitch. But I'm still swaying towards, obviously, the, the double act who are out of contract in the summer, Morelos and Kent. I'm still swaying towards it. They will both of them believing but listen if Ryan Kent agrees a new contract I would be more than happy with that Paul John? I, I think Michael Beale if he wants the player then he's got to go to his um, money men board of directors yeah. investors and he's got to offer him the earth he's got to give him he's got to offer him a contract that appeases Ryan Kent and his agent the player has to want to stay at Rangers for the for the foreseeable future anyway otherwise he is going to get proper offers. Mm. You know, he's a decent player. Um, you will get, I'm only saying before the, sure. everybody writes this down, <laughs> a Southampton or a, I don't know, it could be, uh, let's say, like a Bournemouth if they stay up, a Brighton, they will offer him because they're not going to pay a fee for him. If he's £5 million, mm. say for instance, his value, he might be more, he's been, he's been linked with lots of bigger transfers mm you know, money-wise, right. all yeah. this sort of stuff, they haven't got to pay a fee for him. They can give him that money in wages over four years. So that's what I'm saying. If Michael Beale really wants the player, he's got to put something in front of him and he's got to show the player that he's really serious about keeping Ryan Kent and he's a huge part of his plans. That That's what's going to happen. It's not just the Premier League. See, the top half of the Championship, yeah. they could offer him 40, 45 grand a week. Yeah. That, that's right. the sort of money that's down in, down in England. So that's the... Um, that's the big decision that Ryan Kent um, financially it'd be better if he moved away but does he want to try and play European football does he want to try and win trophies then he would stay at Rangers but um, he's 26 now I think Ryan Kent 26-27 yeah. he's getting to the, the peak he's his career um, and listen it's a short career a footballer I, I would never go against if they want to go and try and make as much money as possible but ideally I would like to see that happen in the Rangers jersey would forty or forty-five thousand a week be the very top at Ibrox or Celtic Park? Paul, I, I honestly be. don't know the, yeah. the wage structure or, yeah. or wage budget, but you see the wouldn't amount of players the, that are out of contract. You've got nine players out of contract, yeah. and that's in between 130, 150, just off the top of my head. So there is money freed up, but I think Rangers would need to break their wage structure, yeah. structure yeah. to keep. Um, Played Ryan Kent's quality. All right, Rangers fans, what do you think? It seems to change day by day. And we'll speak about Aaron Moy after the break as well. And Celtic fans, what are you thinking about this then? Do you need, you don't need to win it, but how much is it going to mean to you if you can win the Cup semi-final? Because you're up against then Inverness or Falkirk. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Barry has spent whatever the money was wisely because he came in with the coffees tonight again. Johnny always looks after us. Brilliant. You're back in. You've got your cup of tea as well. You're ready for the next couple of hours. I am. Certainly am. Call in now. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. Thanks, Chris. Go Radio Football Show. It's the Wednesday evening edition. Champions League tonight. We're looking forward to it as well. Talk about that during the next couple of hours. Barry Ferguson and John Hartson. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Let's go on the lines. Let's go to Connor, who is with us this evening. Good evening, Connor. Evening, Paul, Barry, John. How are you doing? Yeah, we're good, thank you. Yeah, the guys are buzzing tonight. You? 
<laughs> yeah, I, I good. All good. So, um, what's in your mind? Yeah, well, a couple of things. But firstly, obviously, he's chatting there about the Ryan Kent um, situation. Yeah. I, I think there's two major reasons why we need to get him signed back up again and get him on the new contract. Uh, one is I think he is vitally important to the team. I, I honestly think that if we were to let him go, we would would be struggling to replace his quality, uh, certainly in the near future. You know, you would need to get somebody in that would maybe develop to that point. But he's had, you know, those years that he's been at the club, he's had great experience obviously in Europe and um, and I just think He's, he's too good a player for us to, to let slide and let go basically for nothing. Um, which is the other reason why we need to sign him up because I think a lot of Rangers fans would agree with the fact that we're getting quite fed up of seeing players that have been big players for us walk out the door for next to nothing um, because we've not signed them up properly in contracts. Look at Rebo, we could have got a lot more money out of him. Morelos looks like he's going to go for nothing and a couple of years ago we are talking about you know 18 odd million pounds for him. Um, it's not a sound business strategy. You bring these yep. players in at good prices so that when you develop them to the point where you can go and turn a, a good profit on them, you can get a decent bit back. We've not done that. OK, let's put it to Barry. We'll come back to you about your next point. Um, he feels that Rangers really need to sign up Ryan Kent. Yeah, but I, I, as I said five or so minutes ago, I think the decision is going to come down to Ryan Kent. I think Rangers will offer him as much as they can, maybe even the highest paid player at the club. But it'll come down to one or two things does Ryan want to go and get a better financial package elsewhere or does he want to stay and try and win trophies and play European football and still get a right good salary at, at, at Rangers I would love to see him stay I would but I'm just siding towards uh, I don't know I'm just using an example a Burnley or, or somebody like that coming in and, and offering them a lot more than, than Rangers could so it's going to the decision is going to come down to Ryan Kent but I think since Michael Beale's come in, I'm sure Connell will agree. I've seen Ryan Kent that um, you want to see week in, week out. He's been really consistent. The only thing I always go ag- label against him is it's just getting that final goal that I would um, that would uh, make him even better in my eyes. But yep, I would like to see him stay. I would love to see him stay like the rest of the Rangers fans. But we just need to wait and see what kind of package Rangers can come up with, Paul. Yeah, but I agree with him. We should never have let... It's never got to this stage sure. with Morelos and Kent. Um, yeah. They came last year with Conor Golson. He did sign a new contract. Yeah. I thought in the summer they should have just says, sat both Morelos and Kent down. And if they were um, unsure, then cash in and get at least some money back. Morelos is different. He was only a million pound. Yeah. Ryan Kent was seven, seven million quid. Seven million pound is a hell of a lot of money for a a team in Scotland to pay uh, for a player. And the thing is as well, Jamie, it, it's 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 different managers, horses for courses. You know, I think Giovanni Van Bronckhurst was, was relieved of his duty, sacked. Um, and the club have to take some responsibility for this to allow your one of your better players um, to, to let his contract run down. Now, mostly players let their contracts run down because they want to fill their boots because they want to leave on freedom of contract. Um, and obviously, during the three, four, how many years has he been at Rangers? Three or four, yeah, whatever. During that time, they've had four years to look at his talent, look at his ability, and offer him a, a new deal in terms of tying the lad down because he's one of your better performers every week. So the club, yes, have to take responsibility, but we also don't know what's going on in Ryan Kent's head. 
is he thinking already, well, I'll I'll try and get a really good deal elsewhere. I'll see what type of options I've got. And by the way, Rangers will have another seven, eight, nine players they want to bring in the door to help Michael Beale. He'll have his eye with the recruitment. And also he's thinking, am I going to blow all that budget on offering Ryan Kent £35,000, £40,000 a week on a four-year contract, which is the best part of £5 million. But if he plays really well... No, I would do. I would sit him down. And if his ambitions is at some stage to go back down to England, which I'm sure it is. Listen, listen, everybody's got ambition, but they forget how big Rangers is as a club. Sign him up my new three-year contract, big money, and say, go and give us a right good year, and then Rangers will get something back for that, and he can go down to England. That's what I would do. Connor, I think the guys are agreeing with you. If he wants to stay, yeah, yeah. If he wants to stay, of course that is that is the point. Um, you know, it is a, don't get me wrong, though. As I say, even if he wanted to go, we do need to. I agree with Barry there, um, and what John's saying, but I think we just need to get him around the table and have those yeah. conversations with him. Um, yeah, well, you, you, Connor, you've he, he's got to want to stay. Yeah, you know, he's got to yeah. want to work with Beale. Like he's got to make that clear when he signs his new deal. There's no point doing it half-heartedly. He's going to be just, hungry, John, he isn't he? well let yeah. players go. Yeah, be asking, success. Look at, look at Anne. Six months ago, would you, like, would you have seen Juranovic and, and Giacomacus no. leave the football club? No. All of a sudden, there was a few things, you know, whatever mm. went on, to, which which bent her and had to let them two go yep. out of the door. But if he doesn't want to stay, you only want players yeah. that are committed to the cause. It's a massive couple of years for Michael Beale. Oh, yeah. Rangers want to get back competing with Celtic on a regular basis, winning trophies. It's huge for them. He wants his best players committed. If you're asking me, looking at Ryan Kent, he does look happy to me. He does look if he's got that. He's got that relationship with Michael yeah. Beale. That's been pretty open since a 14-year-old kid. Michael Beale's known him. I think that could be a, a big pull. But listen, we, we are speculating here. Mm, it comes sure. down to one person, and it's Ryan Kent, what he wants to do, whether it's financial or whether it's stay at Rangers and, and try and win, win trophies. But do you know what? Whatever way happens, if he does go, I'll be disappointed. But listen, he's gave us some good times as, as well, but that's just the way it works in football. But he fits in with the Michael Beale yeah, way of playing. Uh, just so, the, way, yeah. the, the way that he, yeah. he sets his team up. Okay. He's got that kind of free role where he can go and roam everywhere. And I, I think he looks a much better player than that, that bit of freedom he gets from Michael Beale. The other side of it as well, if you don't invest in a Ryan Kent you've got to go and find another one somewhere so for sure. whichever way you, you look at it uh, it's a decision yeah. for them both player and club um, agents yeah. agents get involved they sure. offer you the world he fits you know. in well with yeah, the agent I'm sure asking him around yeah. another thing as well Ryan Kent will want to be see what's coming in maybe yeah, sure. in the summer he's seen two players I think have certainly added to the squad the quality of the squad and Cantwell and Raskin but his question will be, are we going to add more? Which I think Michael Beale's been clear about, that he wants four or five starters. So that's questions that Ryan Kent will be asking the club and also the club will be asking Ryan Kent questions. Mm-hmm. What's his ambition? Sure. Connor, what's your next point? Yeah, the, the other point was about the, the Scottish Cup draw. Yeah. Um, I think, and I'm sure the guys are agreeing with it, I think it's it's vitally important. I think it really is the be-all and end-all for Rangers now. Um, we've got a chance to play Celtic at Hamden again, which I'm glad of, because that gives us the opportunity to right some of the wrongs to the League Cup semi-final performance um, and maybe give some other players a shout. But I, I genuinely think the pressure is, you know, both teams will feel pressure, but I think externally it's mainly on, on Rangers because if we lose, 
you know, you might as well hand Celtic the, the treble there and there because without being disrespectful, you're, you're farming away odds that Falkirk and Inverness would be able to stop Celtic in the final. So I think we have to make sure, especially considering actually, OK, we didn't win the league last year, but the last two seasons, we have actually had silverware um, yep. and finished the season with, with silverware, the league title in the cup last year. We need to continue that and, and not fall back to what I think would be a huge step back to allow Celtic to just dominate all the trophies yet again. Well, if I'm a Rangers player and I'm watching that draw on Monday night, I'm, I'm delighted because I'm thinking back, how did I feel in that League Cup final? You've got a chance again at Hamden. Um, pretty soon, let's be honest, after the the, the tough Sunday, because let, let's not kid ourselves on, Celtic did deserve to win it. Rangers never turned up um, or played anywhere near they could have, but that was down to Celtic. I thought Celtic were the, the better team. So, look, if I'm a Rangers player, I'm desperate for that, that game to come around as quickly as possible. And the two newcomers would be in the team from the start. Yeah, I mean, the, the last couple of weeks, I'm sure, I don't know if Connor will agree with me. I've certainly been impressed uh, with them. Uh, Cantwell and Raskin. Look, Sunday, Rangers as a whole weren't great, but listen, they found a way to get through that. It was the most important thing, but I thought mid-beat game at Easter Road, I thought two of them are outstanding. Connor, John, fact, John. Yeah. yeah, John, you go. Yeah, listen, I said it earlier on. You know, both teams, um, I think it was, you know, they, they're both capable of winning the game. Uh, I think um, Celtic will, will probably go into it, not with uh, that, you know, that easy-ozy attitude because they, they, they look like they have the, the league title and obviously the, the, the league cup are already in the bag. Um, they'll still want to go and, and be preferred. They, they take every game... Um, you know, as it comes, they won't change. They'll play their football. They've got tremendous players. And it's it's down to Rangers not only to try and stop Celtic, but try and be better on the day. And, you know, they, they're going to they're gonna have to improve from the, the cup final performance a couple of weeks ago. And they know that. You know, they know what they have to do. And it's, you know, they're mm. playing for their futures. Connor? That's, you know, they're playing for their futures, the Rangers players. Yeah, listen, I think that's, that's what it's about. Those, some of those players are for the future and we do need to stop Celtic at the end of the day he's got to change I think he's got to reflect on the fact that right didn't work whatever he tried to do particularly in the first half the League Cup final in the end didn't work I think now you have to take a different approach because the one thing I would say that we will get with players like Raskin that we didn't have that Celtic were doing to us constantly is those probing through balls where you can get players making the run and if we're starting with personally hopefully we'll be starting with Cholak in, in that game um, as opposed to Morelos as well then we might get more of an opportunity to, to get at the back line. Because I do think that if there is such a thing as a weak spot in that Celtic squad, I, I would have defended well. I still think you can get at them defensively. I think Starfield has always got a mistake in him. <coughs> put him under pressure. Um, and that's the targets we need to be aiming for. And I think Raskin's very good at, at finding those little pockets of space and finding those passes. Um, he's early in, so things can change. Yeah. But for now... There's no reason not to give him the shout. Well, there's not going to be any excuses because they'll have plenty of minutes in their legs now, both players. That, that was, I think, one of the reasons behind Raskin not playing in the game in, in the final because he never had a, enough football in his legs. But now he said plenty of games, so is Cantmel. So it'll be interesting. Uh, come the 28th or 29th, um, whatever day the game is, I'm sure it'll be the Sunday. Um, see who um, Michael Beale selects. 
And Barry, you've got to believe that Celtic have a weakness. Otherwise, you know, as Connor said there... Well, you've got to believe you can beat yeah, them. Sure. Otherwise, what's the point? What is yeah. the point of turning up? You've got to believe that you can find a way to... One thing you've got to do when you play against Celtic, and it's easy for myself, I'm sure John, is you've got to match their energy. Mm. That's one thing you've got to do with the Celtic team. Rangers have got good quality players, no doubt about it. One thing that Celtic have got is they've got real energy throughout their team, and that's one thing that Rangers need to match. And the thing is, all I'm hearing is Raskin, Raskin, Raskin has to play, Raskin has to play. Look at the players he's up against. He's up against seasoned winners, campaigners, over and over again. You know, the likes of McGregor, Hitati, won a title, won a cup. Moy, very experienced. So, Kyogo, yeah, Raskin, Raskin is arguably your your playmaker. Hatati. But, but other players <laughs> in and around him, Barry yeah. will tell you, you have to you have to fill in for Raskin to allow Raskin to go forward and make them through the eye of the needle passes. If the players around you, you can't you can't go up against that Celtic midfield and do it on your own. You know, you you need a team, and that's what it's about. That Celtic. And it's all about the team. Team go forward together, work back, press, all these stuff. Raskin is a fine player, but you know he'll have to be he'll have to be exceptional, you know, against them three that he's up against because they are three quality players that Celtic have in the middle of the park. Abada, I'll throw him as well, John. You feel you're, you're you surrounded by Raskin there, so I thought I'd throw yeah, him. The games are won and lost in the middle of the pitch. Yeah. That's the engine room of the Celtic team, and that's somewhere that Rangers need to try and dominate. Where Moy, McGregor, Hatati yeah, have been very good quality yeah. players that um, get a foothold in, in games, and that's one thing that Rangers need to do. And listen, we we're asking in Jack over a. I know Jack never played on Sunday, but Raston and Jack played the previous two games, and you could see a bit of the difference. And there, and listen, a lot has been said about Raskin, and rightly so. He's shown huge potential and promise. Ryan Jack's been very, very good. Just. That pivot in the middle of the pitch, he's been he's been excellent as well. Is, and I think he's gone Jack a bit out, unnoticed. Is Jack out at the end of the season as well? well is he up? His contract has he got one more left. No, Jack's up end of the season. That's would you give him a contract now, Barry? Yeah, well, I, yep. yep, I, I would. Um, the, the only thing I would um, go against Ryan Jack is picking up injuries. He has had a few injury issues, but I fit Ryan Jack is a very good Rangers player. Before you go, Connor, can we ask you, the Japanese manager has yet again left, left out Hatate and Kyogo and he's been critical of the Scottish Premiership. Do you think that's unfair or is it just uh, the realistic situation? I, I think it's the realistic situation. I think, listen, I love the Scottish Premier League, of course I do. You do? Yeah. The reality is you've got a team in Celtic who almost every other week are scoring three, four, five, six goals. So clearly there is an issue in terms of trying to bring other people's quality up. As well, so I can see why they're left out. To be honest, as a Rangers fan, I wish they weren't because it'd be handy for them to go and, you know, maybe get tired or pick up a wee knock or something. But hey ho, great point, great point. Yeah, <laughs> listen, I couldn't agree more. And Haaland mm. or Mbappe, who's the the current form player for you? No, but it's Haaland all day long. I mean, <laughs> Mbappe's obviously this world, but Haaland is just he's on another stratosphere when he when he gets going. Imagine the two of them in the same team. Well, we said that about yeah. Neymar, Messi, yeah. and uh, I know. and Mbappe. Yeah. yeah, indeed. But not really, you know, in the work, Champions League, you know, yeah, you know. So I... Haaland last night, 
but not four weeks ago yeah, <laughs> when, I know, I when, know. He, when he went three games without a goal sure, and so he, was he, saying... has, he has a proper penalty box striker oh, but Haaland it, it doesn't do much work but listen who cares it's all about putting why, it does the hardest thing in the game to compare this one and that know, one sure. you said Kyogo and Larson the oh, you went nuts when oh I said that to you God. Yeah. who said but, that uh, no I mentioned Kyogo I said one day could he be you know, in the same kind of category as a all-time He's legend. Near as, it. I didn't quite say it. But it's John, like saying Kent and Loudrup. Yeah. Come on, uncomparable, aren't they? <laughs> Connor, back me up here for goodness sake. Okay, not you can't compare. You can, no, you can compare not. players, yeah. but yeah. there's other players that are, you know sure. ridiculously on a higher level. People love to compare. Like Hartson and Cascad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Connor. I <laughs> <laughs> love that. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Radio Football Show Wednesday evening. Champions League on tonight. RB Leipzig thrashed last night by Man City. Does that tell us anything given that Celtic lost to them just, uh, well, it's quite a few months ago now, isn't it? Or was that still early? I know Celtic wanted to do better, played well on occasions, but I was just thinking about... Well, we sweet in yep. all the games, Paul, and, and yep. I thought Celtic were very good in in um, in the Champions League. You know, they they controlled large parts of the game against Real Madrid. And Callum McGregor yeah. hits a post. Abada misses a, a great chance. You know, a little bit of luck goes your way. Listen, Real Madrid showed their class in the end, and they won three nil. But I thought in every game, I genuinely thought Celtic had opportunities. And if you ask the fans who watch the games very closely. Mm-hmm. They'll say that we had, we had the worst sort of six-game run in terms of scoring goals and sticking our opportunities away after showing some really good play against top-class opposition, which you always face in the Champions League. But was it Shakhtar Donetsk, RB Leipzig and, um, and Real Madrid? So a lot of the fans thought that Celtic maybe could have, should have finished third in that group. But it would be great to be back next season, wouldn't it? Both both clubs in, probably Celtic from the title and uh, Rangers could be too, but they'd have to get through in Europe. Yep, they, they have to get through the qualifying um, rounds. Obviously, who wins it? Goes straight in and they get yep. the pot of 30, 35 million quid, so they've got a, a head start. Um, yep, you want both clubs in, in the Champions League. That's where you want to play your football, Paul, against the, the best players and the best teams and the best managers. And that's where uh, Ange will want to improve yeah. more so. You know, because we've already said about the league, it, it's going, it's Celtic and Rangers every other year. Um, very difficult to, for teams to to break to break into that too um, and separate them. But as I said, it, it's it's Europe. I've heard Ange talk about the Golden Strachans and the Martin O'Neills and the Lennons and the managers before him. Um, obviously, they've done very well in Europe. In in in. Uh, in the times where they where they played in the Champions League, he wants to emulate them guys. I see Paul Parker is saying that Aaron Moy could finish his career at Celtic. What is he, 31 now? And at that point, earlier in the season, he wasn't playing the way he is now. And he's obviously improving, he's settling in. Could you see Aaron Moy in the heart of the Celtic team for the next couple of seasons? Well, it all depends. It all depends who Celtic, who Celtic they bring in new players. Aaron Moy is, is doing exceptionally well. He's got vast experience. He's finding it, you know, he's, he's hit his best form. He's playing in a team that are winning every week. Um, so he's settled into the team. He's using his experience. He's got legs around him. Um, I can. I, I can see him staying for, you know, for as long as he's happy. But uh, 
again, Ange will, you know, he, he wants certain standards from players. If he continues his form, then then why not? You know, you, you, you never know with players, but for now, he's doing very well. Played in the World Cup, of course, 32-year-old Aaron Moy. Barry, what do you like about him? All round. Um, proper midfielder in my eyes he, he can handle the ball um, he, he can do pretty much everything let, let's be honest and he's played at high level Paul people forget that he's played down the Premier League in, in England but it was a brilliant piece of business a free transfer listen he'll be on a, a decent wage no doubt about it but I think he's been Celtic's best player over the last couple of months and do you know one thing he's added goals to his game as well yeah. Scott Brown has been speaking about uh, his... Well, he said Gordon Strachan was the best manager he worked under at Celtic. John, who was the... Well, Gordon Strachan, you... Were you under him just at the I end? I played you under were, him twice. Of course, yeah. I played under yeah. him at Coventry, obviously. And then uh, his first year at yeah. Celtic, my last year, um, yeah. where we won the title, obviously, his first year, my last year. Me and Magic Zaravsky played mm-hmm. up top. Polish, uh, he yeah. brought in Nakamura, some mm-hmm. good players in the team. What a player Nakamura yeah, as well. Yeah, and he, fantastic. Um, so yeah, Gordon was great. I thought, I thought Martin O'Neill for me as well. He, you know, he, he paid that money for me, six million when I couldn't yeah. pass a medical at the time. Mm-hmm. I failed four medicals. One of the biggest ones was at Charlton Athletic, you know, which I failed as well. Devastated to fail that one. Isn't that amazing? I know yeah. you could have been at Charlton. <laughs> it's phenomenal. No, I say that tongue and cheek. No, I, know, I, I, know I, you are. I failed yeah. the medical at Rangers, yeah. Spurs, Coventry first time round. Wow. But um, those were the only two managers I worked under that Celtic mm. were um, the Gordon and the Martin. What's the word you would think of when you, if I throw the name Gordon Strachan at you, what would you say as your manager? Um, standards. Standards. Martin O'Neill, what would you say? Uh, Martin mm, O'Neill I'm coming to you clever about some of yours yeah clever, clever. Uh-huh. Yeah. Knew, knew his players yeah. knew how to treat mm. everybody people love to hear about you know the insight yeah clever intelligent what about Walter what would you say just a word or two about Walter ruthless ruthless as well mm. yeah uh, I mean yeah. The, the, sta- I mean standards would be the first I don't know what he said because obviously no, sure. John says that about yeah. um, Gordon yeah, but Walter Smith was, he was, uh, he's everything that you would want in a, a Rangers manager, no, no doubt about that. And what did you mean by ruthless, for example? Cause yeah, if you crossed him, mm-hmm. um, he would come down on you fairly, but um, harshly as well. Uh, but listen, he, he wouldn't want to cross, he wouldn't want to get in his bad books, I that's to- for sure. I told you one day it was Aberdeen Rangers I'm doing it live in the telly and the producer shouts oh Paul ask him about he's changed his formation up front and, and it's not it's not my bag to sit and tell the manager so I said oh I think you're going to change it aren't you with Haitley McCoy go on Paul tell me how am I going to play because he was quite right to turn uh, he, he could be like that but he was so fair he was great but Alec McLeish what would be the word about Alec when he was your boss oh God no. Yeah they, yeah, they all had standards. Yeah, they, they, mm-hmm. that, that's the biggest thing for 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 me. All all the Rangers managers I played under certainly Walter, Dick Advocate, and Alan McLeish were all very similar in a way. Very similar. Can I can I go back yeah. to that question course, you just said yeah, there when yeah. you had to ask Walter Smith? Uh-huh. Your producer told you, yeah, ask him about, about about it, it the, yeah. his two strikers sure. and maybe yeah. changing them. Yeah. See if I'm you there. Yeah. I'm actually having to. I'm having to tell my producer. Yeah. I can't ask him that. 
Right, yeah. When so you, where does that leave you then with your producer? Well, when you're on live, but listen, it's up to you. What was Walter Smith's reaction? Did they just stare right through uh, no, you? No, he was good. I had a good relationship with Walter. <laughs> yeah, working he just relationship. stared right he through was, you. Like, he was like, go on, Paul. And I was about like, oh, mummy, daddy. <laughs> no, because yeah. he was like, look. It's st- like asking Martin about something and last. Well, you, exactly. you just can't go there. They're some two people, of the finest. Right, you know? Some people want to be too smart in the game. Right, mm. Some of the... You played the game. I think if you haven't played, of course you have an opinion. Absolutely. But when you try and talk with the professionals, then be careful. I advocate yeah. things. He was very demanding. Mm-hmm. That was one thing about advocate. Dick. Yeah. Big Alec was similar. They say he was honest. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get different words because they all had standards. That's the, the, sure. the thing that it's hard that with John Wood, isn't it? You could it probably is. write no, an essay on that. My could, five sorry. aside team yeah. would beat Scott Brown's five aside team. Yeah, because Scott Brown's team that Barry's talking about is this. Fraser Foster, Kieran Tierney, Virgil van Dyke, Callum McGregor, and James Forrest. Players he played with. Yeah. Uh-huh. That was it. That was his favourite. You know, his that's that would be his five aside team from his uh, teammates over there. Some team, isn't it? Fraser Foster doing it just now at Tottenham. Yeah. Yeah. Very good goalkeeper. Excellent for Celtic as well for a for a number mm, of seasons. Um but he he didn't stay, did he? I think um, you know, I think again, maybe you know, the the um the lure mm. of ninety grand a week. Absolutely, they are. But very good for Celtic. Sure. He's one of the one of the best Celtic keepers. Uh, you know, Celtic have had along with Boric. Um, he, he was out there. Yeah. He was out the Southampton team for a, a long time, oh, sure. which surprised me. Um, he, played, he was. He was a, as well. Didn't Barry played for England, didn't he? He did. Mm, yeah. yeah. He was. He was a quality keeper. Kieran Tierney, and is he on yeah. the way at the Listen, end of the season? What, but, yeah. what a buy he'll be for somebody in the summer. Mm-hmm. Do you think Newcastle? We keep hearing this, Barry. Could you? Yeah, well, they, they have got yeah. the finances to go and do it. Um, you asked me the question. I, I I don't know Kieran Tierney personally, but it looks to me of the character that he'll not want to just sit about. He wants to go and play. Um, I think he's good enough to play at the highest level. It's so good for Scotland. Yeah, he's your he's... most important player. The thing is with Kieran, I'm a huge fan, right? I'm a huge fan. I waxed lyrical about him for years. Watched him every game at Celtic Champions League. Young boy breaking through in Brendan's team. That successful era. But he's gone to Arsenal and he's really suffered with injuries. Yeah. And, and 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 a club will take him. A club will take him because he's still only 26 and you're hoping that he's over those um, that injury sort of period. Because when you're out for a long time, Paul, and you come back, it's not necessarily the injury that hampers you that's kept you out. It's something else. It's, it's you know, your calf will go or your thigh or something like that. But um, I love the player, uh, but he will get he will get a big move, and unfortunately for him, he's had a world class player, Zinchenko, coming in, course, yeah. you know, and obviously Arteta knew him from his Man City days, mm. and he's had to compete with Zinchenko, and of course had to compete with a winning Arsenal side that could possibly Absolutely. go on and win the title. Yeah. So, um, but I, I I really like the player Kieran Tini. But the only thing I would say, the only little stain, mm. is his is his injury record. Do you know? There, there have not been serious in, injuries. They've been niggly. I, I think if he becomes available in the summer, five six big teams in England. Yeah, I agree. Because he played so many games, didn't he? He was playing sixty. Yeah, but games he's right. Listen, he, he has suffered because yeah. of Arsenal's form. He was out, and they're, they're obviously five points clear mm. at the top of the Premier League. And when your team's winning, sure. it's hard to get in. But I think he's too good to be sitting at the on on, on a bench. Um, but the quality at Arsenal, it's hard to get in, and I think he'll 
he'll look to go and try and play or move on in the summer. I agree. I agree. You have to play. You have to showcase your talent, especially somebody like like Kieran Tien, who's got a wonderful ability. You know, you look at Jack Wilshire. You know, Jack was an unbelievable 18 years of age, or seven, 16 he was, breaking through. I think Arsenal's youngest ever player. Might have been recently broken, but um, again, hampered with injuries. And look what he could have actually... He, he went on to be great, but he could have gone again, mm. do you know? And of course, James Forrest, Callum McGregor still very much at Celtic, and Virgil van Dijk, how long do we have in the next minute? Barry, one of the one of the greatest defenders in the world? Yeah, and listen, I wouldn't say he's got his form back since his serious knee injury, but let's be honest, before that, um, unbelievable player. He strolled it when he was up here. Strolled. I actually thought it looked too easy for him mm-hmm. when he was up okay. here and he went down to Southampton and it was just a case obviously down there six months you could tell that he was going to get a massive move 80 million quid or whatever yeah worth every every penny he played a huge role in Liverpool's success as well mm-hmm. 75 million pound world record for a defender um, Celtic would have benefited from that they'd have had a, a sell on buy a clause whatever yeah. it was mm-hmm. And uh, wins the Champions League, wins the league for the first time in 30 years. Liverpool wins the World Club Cup. Um, you know, and what a period. What a period he's played in Liverpool's history as well. Magic player. And of course, in the Bernabeu at this moment, because they're playing tonight 5-2 down from the first leg. I think Just the manager said... Thank you, Math. Yeah. Five or side team. Your five or side team. Good. Off, right, that's for the next hour. Right, Barry. That the next hour, <laughs> your five or side team from your days your, your Rangers days. Yeah. Oh, you're putting under a bit of pressure. Uh, well, after the after the news, we'll get bags of time if you want. And John, maybe your best five or side team. From Celtic yeah. or right, from, whatever you want. Can I pop a camp and uh, uh, Ray, do you know what? I'll go, any big, uh, uh, any big just, names. Off the top of my head. Uh huh. I'll go right now. Uh, no, we'll do it after the news. Nah, the news is right. next. I'm yeah, not, I'm yeah. Not you oh yeah, no, you are. No. <laughs> like a the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.co.uk. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. We've managed to make sure that Barry didn't leave the studio. He's going to give us his all-time top five-a-side team from the players you played with. And John Hartson's going to give them too. We're also talking about the Cup semi-finals coming up. Rangers against Celtic, either the 29th or the 30th, the Saturday or the Sunday. And Inverness against Falkirk. We were really pleased for... Stephen McGinn went with Barry the other night. You predicted they would get through, and they did. Yeah, but I was worried when they went one up. Um, the big boy up top yeah. was causing them all sorts of problems in the in the first half. But I thought the second half, Falkirk were excellent. Um, Stephen McGinn was just sitting in the middle of the pitch, dictating play. So, yep, they thoroughly deserved to get through. And 
It's a money spinner for them. They've got a real chance of getting to the final. Akinyemi, of course, getting that goal. And then they yeah, he, missed he, the he penalty. Was, yeah. uh, he was causing the, the two centre-backs at Falkirk all sorts of problems. Then they got to grips with him mm. after about 25, 30 minutes. And once they'd done that, Falkirk started coming into the game. And I thought the second half they were dominant. Kai Kennedy, what a strike. And I know it took a wicked deflection, but good for Kai Kennedy. And he's can play in the semi-final because if it was Rangers then he couldn't play yeah I've yeah. seen that he said that in his, in his yeah. interview he, looked, he said a few loans some have been good for him some have not been good um, but listen he showed good quality um, in that game in the strike listen it's on target Paul mm. you, and it was dipping obviously took a, a deflection in the back of the net but listen if you don't shoot you don't score exactly in the first hour we spoke a lot about the cup semi-final uh, here's Michael Beale speaking earlier in the week about the importance of getting a silverware well, we're going to have to beat two teams to win the trophy so um, and that's our aim to retain it there's ten league games left hopefully two in the Scottish Cup it's the last game of the season it would be a fantastic way for us to end the season and go into next season with optimism for our optimism for our fans. One thing I will say is I think it's fantastic for the competition that two teams from outside the top league have got there because they've had to fight two from now to get to that position and they've earned it. So whatever two teams are, are in the hat with Celtic and ourselves, then we need to beat two teams to win the trophy. Ange Postacoglu, no talk of treble. How many times? How many times? And how many different ways have you asked that question? Um, <laughs> no, well it's true. It's creative of you. I, I've got to give you that. Um, <laughs> We got Hibs next week, mate. That's that's where our focus is, and um, it's worked well for us to do it that way. And and it's not throwaway lines. It's I think you have to be that way. And I, and I get it. I mean, I spoke about it before the game. You know, there's you know football in Scotland is uh, is very much a cauldron. Everyone there isn't a person you know who lives here who's not hasn't got an interest or some skin in the game. So there's always a lot of noise, um, a lot of talk. You've heard a lot of talk. Um, you know, our role within that is to try and stay really disciplined and, and focus on what's important to us. And, uh, you know, the lads have embraced that. You know, they understand that, that you take your eye off the ball and, you know, you, you're going to trip up. So we wait. We never look beyond the next challenge, not because it's a cliche, but because we know that that's the only way we're going to achieve what we want to achieve. John, that was the, the biggest game of the weekend in that it was, you know, first in the league against third, in the cup, Tynecastle. We saw you on the telly. Celtic blew them away. Yes, um, and Salda can do that to teams, Paul. I think, um, you know, Hearts would have um, would have liked to have played better on the day, but you see, you hear that from a lot of teams, don't you? That Celtic, you know, completely... Um, I thought Hearts had a, had a, had a decent um, period in the first half uh, where Sibak, um had the shot and Hart got down and great save to his left. These little things that, you know, they have to go your way really to get a result against Celtic, but... Although Hearts were missing a few, they're missing their top goal scorer, Shankland, as well. Mm. You know, he provides you with a lot of goals. Um, Snodgrass was out. You know, big um, Craig Halkett was out at the back. The skipper, he's been out a while. So it's difficult enough. Never mind, you know, going up against um, against Celtic with injuries. Um, so Celtic were very dominant, I thought, in the game. Hearts had their little huffed and puffed, but you know, overall, you know, Celtic were, um, they were top class again. Not really. They made a, a good warm-up and a great atmosphere beforehand, but it was Celtic's day. For Rangers, that, that's, is that a tougher game when you're up against, you know, you're expected to win against Wraith Rovers, and they did, but the manager said it wasn't spectacular. No, it, it wasn't, but listen, the main thing is you get through into the, the, the semi-final. Wraith Rovers, I, I think Michael Beale knew that, that they were going to come and 
sit really deep and try and frustrate. And to be fair, Ian Murray and his um, and his Wraith Rovers team they certainly did that. And Connor Golson getting that goal three or four minutes just before half time kind of made Wraith have to come out a bit more in the second half. And obviously, that suited Rangers a bit a, a bit better. And and listen, look, they they dominated possession and they thoroughly deserve to go through have they played better of course they have but the main thing is making sure you win and you get through into the next round who do you think is going to be in the final I'm not asking you about the big two the biggest two what about Falkirk against Inverness well Inverness play a higher league yeah. you know mm-hmm. they're a league above they're all right they're sitting six in the championship Falkirk are um, scrapping it out with Dunfermline yeah. Dunfermline have just stole a little yeah. march um, but you know I think Falkirk you know, it's it's a tough one. As I said, uh, I don't know, Paul. <laughs> I I don't yeah. know really. Whoever turns up on the day, for only personally for Young McGinn yeah. who comes in here, mm-hmm. works with us. You know, it'd be fantastic if he could take uh, his Falkirk team uh, all the way to well, mm-hmm. they're at Hamden, but all the way to the cup final. Barry, yeah, it's a tough one. I watched the the Friday night game. Cali Thistle against Kilmarnock and and listen Kilmarnock got off to a flyer but I've got to be honest with you Dodgy's team were, were excellent they deserved to get through and again watched the game on Monday and Falkirk um, got off to the worst start but were the better and stronger team and deserved to get through I think it's a cracking game and it's, fe- it's very 50-50 if I'm being honest with you um, I know Falkirk in the league below but for me Falkirk are certainly a championship team Um Obviously, I'm a nice Cali, my oh. teammates and managers, and Stephen comes in here and we work with him as well. Six weeks ago. Yeah, huh? right. Let, let's let's I'll, bench I'll, I'll it. I'll give you an answer in five weeks. We're going to get your five asides shortly. You're going to give us a five asides soon, aren't you? Yeah, I yeah. come off the top of my yeah. head, and I don't like thinking about things. Okay. I, I know. Like just come Spontaneous. In, come in. Yeah. Um, and the first thing I thought was Greg's young goals. Mm. I'm just going to be Rangers. Yep. Okay. I go as Arthur Newman, Claudia Arena, Michael Moles. That's the guys I played a lot of football with, but then I could put in a golf, I could put in a Gascoigne, I could put in a Loudrop. Right, give us it again. So, Griggsy, Alan McGregor, uh, Oz, Newman, who else did you say? Rainer. Rainer, okay, who else? Moles. And Moles, wow. John? Well, if I was going to go Celtic, yep. um, similar to what Barry's done, I, I would have to go... Um, I would have to go Boric. After Boric, yeah. And then I would go Johan Mialbi, mm-hmm. who's a fantastic defender, brave as a lion, Swedish international. Yeah. And then I'm looking at Petrov, Lambert, Larsen. You know, Sutton. This goes on. The list does go on. I yeah. can put big Alberts, Geo. Of course. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's the first you thing. Actually, that came you to could my actually head. probably pick two or three teams. Yeah, you could. Yeah, you but could. then. Well, we're talking about I played with Gaza, Loudrop and Richard Goff, but I never played with them for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. You, played, games you played with Joe Hart, didn't yeah. you? Was it Joe yeah, Hart? He you did, played, yeah. So there you go, if you picked, yeah. if you picked two or three teams, he'd be mm-hmm. one of your teams. Stephen Kloss, yeah. uh, Brad Friedel. Yeah. Brad Friedel was an unbelievable well. goalkeeper. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. John, give us your uh, other team. Then. Oh, the one that yeah. I, the one that I Neville Southall I played mm-hmm. with. Of course, the Everton. Best keeper in the world at one stage. Um Tory Adams, yep. Big Arsenal, Tony, of England course. captain. Rio Ferdinand come through. What a player! Rio's yeah. become mm-hmm. one of the best centre halves in the world. You were at West Ham with him. I, yeah. I had Larson. Rio was coming through. He was a young sure. kid at yeah, West Ham yeah. with Frank and Joe Cole and Michael Carrick. Wow. Jermaine Defoe, these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, Larson and Burkamp. So Adams, Ferdinand, Larson, Burkamp. 
you know, I, I played me and Wrighty played up top and Dennis played in the hall a few games. I wouldn't say I was a constant starter at Arsenal. I probably played about 15, 20 games with Dennis over mm. the 16, 17 months what I was there. What would you like to play alongside? Oh, he was magic, man. He was just different class. If Dennis Bergkamp played in the snow, he wouldn't leave any footprints. <laughs> he just That's how good he was. Yeah. I remember, do you know when yeah. you're speaking about Bergkamp, remember the goal, was it Leicester City at yeah. Fulbert Street? He got a hat-trick that night. I remember the wee flick round. Ridiculous. Matt Elliott. Where's the ball? Where's that come from? Yeah, I played with Matt Elliott. Yeah, Scotland, yeah. In, in Scotland I've never seen a guy eat so much in my life big head on a stick as well great oh, in the air wasn't he yeah. oh, big lumpy a guy my Elliot yeah. to you Barry Claudio Reyna tell us uh, yeah, I, I remember I, him I, just, him. I couldn't yeah. believe how good he was yeah. I'll be honest with you I mean Albert's amazing midfielder Gio brilliant midfielder mm-hmm. but Claudio Reyna could play anywhere whether it was right back mm-hmm. whether it was holding midfielder a number eight or number ten, he could play on the right side. He, he could he could play anywhere. He was just an all-round gifted midfielder. And also went down to Man City, didn't he? He did Man City and Sunderland when they were in the Premier League. Mm-hmm. And I'd never knew anything about Claudio Reyna. Did we sign him for five million pounds for Wolfsburg? And he, he came in, and I'm thinking, that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, and just see his quality and training and on the pitch. And the same with Michael Moles. That six-month Michael Moles was he was scary. Before I, he got the, I, the serious I, injury against I've, Bayern I read Munich. the other day something that Martin was doing a Q&A, Martin O'Neill, and they asked him during his time at Celtic who was the one Rangers player that you were impressed with, and he said Michael Moles. He said he was absolutely fantastic. Mm. Yeah, So that's a lot of praise from, from the gaffer there. And what yeah. was he like to play with? I remember watching ah, so was, many he goals. Brought, yeah. He could come and he could link up, he could... His movement was brilliant, he could score goals, he could, he could do... He could do everything. Um I, I just couldn't I, again he was another one uh, similar to what's happened at Celtic just now they're signing these players and you don't know much about like Claudio Reyna and, and uh, Mikey Moles uh, didn't know much about but when you actually train with him day in day out but playing with him Michael Moles was that four or five month period before he got injured was out of this world and you mentioned uh, Stylian Petrov, what a player at Celtic, and then Pass. on to Aston Villa. And I see Jack Grealish today has said that he was his, what's the word? He loved Stylian Petrov. Yeah, well, he, he could, he could uh, Barry would have played against him. You know, Stylian was different. Lambert was mm-hmm. v- exceptional. I thought Paul Lambert was a brilliant player, very intelligent. Like Barry, he would roll it the right side of the defender, wouldn't make it a fight ball. He'd have an appreciation on his pass. He could take the ball in on the back foot. He knew exactly where he was. That look over his shoulder. You know, Lennon did a great job intercepting in the middle of the park. Lenny was better than what a lot of people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. Won a lot of trophies um, at Celtic. Worked with Martin, of course, and Gordon. Um, but Stan Petrov was was the one that would release himself and go forward. He always wanted to score. You know, Stan, great engine, up and down, brave as a lion. Um Bulgaria and over a hundred caps for Bulgaria. You know they've got had some great players over the years. The Stoichkovs and one or two others. And um, so for me, Stan arguably was that player at Celtic that really, really stood out for me during my time. The obviously, of course, the yeah. obvious one was Larson, and yeah. you had other great players. Did you get on the right? But for me, the one was impressive 
was uh, was stand and what what a lovely guy is an uh, absolute gentleman. Look at Barry smiling there. Yeah, I'm just around. laughing. Yeah. I'm, I'm missing players out of, like Go just on. when I was yeah. younger, like mm. Ian Durant and Alan McCoyst. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever happened to McCoyst? He's yeah, everywhere, isn't he? What a striker, though. Um, I mean, even when he was getting older, he, just a a fox in the box. Mm-hmm. That's what he, he he was. He he just unbelievable goal scorer. But he, he's hard to pick, isn't it? He played with so many yeah. top class players. And John, final point there on Stelian Petrov, like you, then he faced cancer at a very young age, yeah. still playing. And then he, so thank goodness he recovered yeah, and, and came back and trained um, and got back into it. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Um, not professionally, I don't no. think, but he played. I think he still does kick yeah. a ball around, Stan. But I think, you know, when you've been through that, a bit of adversity with your health and. I think when you come out of that, you know, I'm I'm a totally different person personally in terms of what it's done to me and what is the way that it's made me think about life and appreciation with your family and your loved ones and how you go about your life. Um, you know, so we we both been through similar experiences, both spent time in hospital, you know, fighting for our lives at one stage and both very, very blessed to have come through that battle. How do you feel every morning when you wake up? I feel blessed. I feel lucky, I feel blessed. Um, listen, you still get a bit agitated with certain mm. things. You've got to live your life. But in general, when you have your quiet little couple of minutes to yourself and your wife and you're sitting around the table having a meal, you know, it comes up and you appreciate where you were, where you are now and everything else, you know. So I was very, very fortunate, incredibly lucky to come through that. Barry, it just tells me yeah. life's for living. Yep. You just sure. never know and, and appreciate what, what you've got and appreciate you're healthy. Because these guys, John's just saying, what he had to get through and, and Stan had to get through. Um, and anybody can get it, Paul. Anybody. My cancer mm-hmm. could come back tomorrow. My cancer could come back in 20 years. My, might might never come back. Anybody can get cancer. You know, there's no rhyme or reason or how or, you know, how do you get it? I I, was tra- I, I trained every single day in my life. Fit as a fiddle. There you go. Yep. I'm bang, out of the blue. Just testicular cancer spread to my lungs and onto my brain. Mm-hmm. To emergency brain ops, I'm like, well, and anybody can get it, you know. You, Barry's absolutely right. You got, you got to live your life. You can't worry about what's around the corner because otherwise you get anxiety, you mm-hmm. get everything else, then all these other issues that you you could potentially um, come into. But you know, it, life is for living. You know, you're only here for a short time and make the most of it. You know. And what the doctors and nurses and the health service did for you, John was you'll be forever grateful and I think we all are we've all been touched by it in our families Absolutely. and it comes like a thief in the night well one in two people will be touched yeah. by cancer yeah. in their lifetime whether it's a family friend or a family member um, and and people pass you know cancer it's not a flu or a bug or a disease mm-hmm. or a you know it, 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 it takes good people away mm-hmm. from us every single day of our lives mm-hmm. that's what it does it, it, you know and it doesn't stop for no one Cancer doesn't stop for no one, you know, and it's uh, it's tragic. It's tragic for people who do um, pass, yeah. you know, and you need incredible amounts of luck to come through it. John, we're lucky, we're blessed that you're here with us tonight, aren't we, Barry? That yep, John, and I'm, I'm going to yeah. go back home yeah. tonight and I'm going to enjoy a large glass of red wine and enjoy myself. <laughs> you should. Because you, know, yeah, exactly. you know what, he's spot yeah. on. Send me I've, a picture of it, Buzz. <laughs> yeah. I've had family members, friends, yeah. ex-teammates mm. uh, pass away with... With cancer or some horrible diseases out there, you know what I mean? So for me, I appreciate what you've got. I appreciate your health, but also you've got to enjoy yourself. And, yeah. and do you know what? 
people criticise you, have a pop at you. I used to let it worry me, see now, I don't, I let it go over mm. my head. Mm. And the one other thing I'd say is, you always think it won't happen to you. Mm. You know, but you can't allow it to think it's going to happen to you because it hits you like a train. Yeah. Bang, out of the blue. And all of a sudden then you're, you're going from a, a healthy person to fighting for your life in hospital. Know. You know, and everybody's praying for you, your family are there and... It's a shock, but you know it's you know when when you've come through that, you'd have to be naive to you know to think anything else. But no, I feel very lucky, very fortunate, very grateful. You know that I was one of the lucky ones to get through and it. My family too, John, because my daughter uh, was oh, just suddenly with breast cancer twice in the past mm. five years, mm. and she had a lovely baby girl, her second child. She's got Brilliant. a wee boy already. Just the other day at the weekend, six pounds. We Penelope. So we've got another mm. listener there with Kathleen. Fabulous, great in. story. You don't realise until it hits somebody close to you. Mm. Mm. Yep. Thankfully, I'm healthy, but my mum was the same. She had yep. breast cancer four or five years ago, and it was just a worry. But thankfully, she came through that as well. Thanks, guys. 0808 17 17 700. John Hartson and Barry Ferguson next. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go! Looking forward to the weekend and some really good games as well in the Singe Premiership. Motherwell against Rangers. That's 12.30. Aberdeen against Hearts. Celtic against Hibs. Dundee United, St Mirren. Kilmarnock against St Johnson. And Livingston against... Ross County, Barry, they're all on Saturday. This is most unusual, isn't it, of all the games? Am I right? Yeah, Saturday. Yeah, it's good yeah. to have them on Saturday, three o'clock. That's a tradition, Paul. Yeah. Um, you can't beat a Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. Motherwell Rangers, the early kickoff that day, everything else. Oh, well, that's uh, not a three that's, o'clock I just saw, Sorry, I was trying to yeah, I was just thinking there. Uh, You're for this weekend. killing me, yeah, isn't no, I don't mean to be at all. You gave me two no. dates. You said the 28th and the 29th, yeah. and it's the 29th and the 30th. Someone did, and I just, uh, we got that one right. It's going to be some weekend anyway. Thank you, John. A lot of people coming on there saying they found that really touching, Barry, too. Because you're all, you know, you are heroes to so many people. You're human beings. Well, I think it's important to... Yeah. Uh, to put it out there, if you yeah. if you if you're blessed enough to have gone through the experience and come out the other side, then you know you can inspire people. There might be somebody you know fighting yeah. for their lives mm-hmm. and just been diagnosed, and all of a sudden they take a bit of inspiration from it. You know, if somebody who's been there, worn the t-shirt, actually had the experience. It's not a story. It's not a makeup. You know, it's like yeah. it's real. Do you know? I nearly lost my life. I feel very lucky that I didn't. So somebody fighting cancer tonight, listening to it, will think, do you know what? Well, if John did it, if Barry's mum did it, if this one did it, that one did it, I can do it, you know? And we're lucky enough that you'll be doing the kilt walk that weekend, as long as the game isn't on that day. But uh, you can raise for whatever charity you want. Question for you both. Barry, first of all here, has come in on the socials at Go Football Show. Talking about standards, Barry, within management at Rangers, you mentioned Walter Smith, you mentioned, uh, well, lots of the managers. Uh, do you feel, Barry, that a change of captaincy is required for next season to raise the standards? Tavernier has been great for us, he says, but his CV is full of runners-up medals. Yeah, I get that. I've been asked this question a, n- a number of times. Um, I-, I don't think Michael Beale will change it. I don't think there's any need to change it, Paul, if I'm perf- uh, perfectly honest. I know people say about runners-up or whatever, but listen, Tavernier's, in terms of uh, he's done so much on the pitch, in terms of his assists and, and goals, look, he's not the most vocal I think that's why some people may question it. 
Um, but no, I don't think Michael Beale uh, will have any need to to change it. There's, there's you've got guys already. I'm talking about this season: Connor Golsons and Alan McGregor's, Ryan Jacks, guys like that. Um, generally, you have a captain who'll wear the armband, and you get two different types. You get one that's really vocal, or one that's mm. quite quiet. He looks to me as he's a quiet one, and there's another few guys within that dressing room who are probably the vocal ones. I was pretty vocal. That was just the way I was, but I don't think there's any need to, to, to change it. And I don't think Michael Beale will change it. And I'm sure there's other ways he exerts his influence yeah. behind the scenes. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Everybody's different in the way that the, the captain, the, the teams. But one thing you can't um, go against James Tavernier is his, uh, his level of performances on a consistent level over the years has been very good. £300,000, an absolute snip at that 100 goals, goals. it's yeah. goals I know a lot right of them's back. penalties John but you've got to stand up yeah. there and handle the pressure yeah. of putting yeah. it into the back of the net so yeah but I, I don't think there's any need for a, yeah, a change it, of the, the only thing I, I, this is not having a go I'm not antagonising but for his ability and his goals he would have wanted more trophies you know that's the only thing and I'm not antagonising in saying that Um of course, he would have wanted. He would have tried his best. Of course, it's just that he's just come up against a, you know, a, a Celtic team that, that that have been dominating in terms of trophies. But uh, no, I, I like Tavernier. I think I think he's got great technical ability. Um, would I change the captain? Said I, I think Goldson would would would, would suit it. You know, big centre half. Um, he's almost like the but again, vice how captain. Do you, how isn't he? do you then? He is a vice uh, captain, right? So yeah, yeah. how how yeah. do you then say to to go to Tavernier? Look have and taking the captaincy off you and that that's going to take a brave manager to do that because his performances and nobody said he's not the most vocal but you know it's a tough one for him to take if you were to take it off him now and speaking about Callum McGregor and this is a different question he's not that vocal either no, exactly no. That yeah. was exactly, he's got a different way of exerting because yeah. look at Scott Brown so vocal so you know, and you heard yep. uh, Posta Coglu speak about Carter Vickers. He mm. took over the captaincy um, not long ago for mm. a, a few games, and he never hears him talk. <laughs> but he does his talking with his feet and his head because he's a a top defender. But managers want three or four captains out 100%. there. He wants right. people talking all the time. Mm. He just don't want to leave it down to the captain. Callum McGregor, he captains with his performances. Mm. You know, he's eight, nine out of ten, seven, eight, nine out of ten every game. You know, you can give him the ball, he'll make it through the eye of a needle pass, he'll he'll, he'll split the defence with the right correct weight of pass, put the full back in if you like, so the full back can come and play it into the box at you know first time. He hasn't got to take a touch. His appreciation, his general talent, Gordon Strachan said uh, and, and at the cup final he said he, he thinks that Callum McGregor will become one of the best ever Scottish midfield players in terms of what he's achieved and his performances, his consistency, you know. Um, so, all captains are different. I played under Paul Lambert, Neil Lennon, Jackie McNamara. Jackie, one of the most quietest lads mm -hmm. you'd ever wish to meet, softly spoken. But, but if you had to say something, then, then he, he, would, he would come up. Lenny would nail you half-time. <laughs> Even if you're playing well, he'd find a reason to, to, to have a go. Just to get you up, just, you know, just to make sure that you're always on your toes. Lambert wasn't overly, you know, vociferous. Mm -hmm. No, but again, you know, went and showed by example, by his performances. And captains, leaders, 
lead. They don't have to, you know, grab people by the throat mm. or headbutt the walls on the way out. Sometimes captains just go and lead and people follow leaders naturally. That's what good leaders do. I, I would do that during a game or at half time to get a reaction yeah. off one of my teammates. You would grab if them. things weren't going, yeah. no, I wouldn't grab them. I would say something to then get a, a, a reaction. You would get an argument and then I would think to myself, he'll go out there in the second half and want to um, put one over me in terms of going and show how good he, he can be that, that's some of the things that I used to do uh, as well but I think that's one of the things come the summer when Michael Beale's identifying or I would like to think he's identified players that he wants to bring in already it's not just about bringing in very good players mm. Rangers need big characters guys who can handle pressure situations because yeah. they're going to be under a fair well you're always under pressure when you sure. play with Rangers but there's even more pressure because Celtic are winning trophies they've won the first trophy it looks to me if they're going to win the league um, so that's one thing that I'm sure Michael Beale will be trying to identify as mm. guys who are strong mentally and going back Paul to the captaincy thing for a minute managers would encourage players to call each other out on, and you know not criticise yeah. not go fisticuffs not, no. go, not go sort of physical but managers quite like that because managers get a little bit you know, what am I going to say? You know, I've got to say again, have I got to lift you players? Have I got to tell you you're not having a good game? By the way, why don't you players tell him he's not having a good game? Managers would encourage leaders in the dressing room just to keep each other, you know, on their toes. And do players respond to that? Then? I don't some, think it happens as much now. Some do, some do, but yeah. some will go, who, who are you talking to? But yeah. I, th I think if you're a professional yeah. and you respect the captain... You, you don't, I, me and Lenny used to have rows all the time <laughs> because I wouldn't yeah. accept it. He wouldn't accept it back off me. Yeah. But ultimately, I actually, when you think about it in the cold light of day, mm. I think he was only doing it to try and get me yeah. to be better. Sure. Do you know, keeping me on my toes type of thing. Too fiery red a reaction. Yeah, of course. Mm. Yeah. I, I would make a point to try and fall out with them. So I would get them angry and ready to go out for that, that second half, even during the game. I would have a pop at, at, at some players and other players. You've got to what you've got to pick. Mm. There's some players that, that can handle it, and other players that mm. couldn't. Um, but listen, there was times where you had major fallouts or whatever. But see when that whistle went, that was it. Finished with. So you were still in dressing then, rooms last year, Barry, as a manager, and you said a moment ago you don't think it happens as much. Yeah, in what way? What's happened? I, I just don't think they they can handle criticism. In general, I think people yeah. don't like it anymore. No, and they you don't. mean well. <laughs> Yeah, I, I didn't mind getting criticised because yeah. I had the, the kind of mindset if I get criticised, well, I'm going to show you. That was my... Mm. If a manager had a right pop at me after a game, it's not good enough, you were poor, um, I, I need more, then I would just think automatically, right, do you know what, I'm going to work hard in training. Come that next game, I'm going to show you. Yeah, that is interesting. I, I totally agree. Because what, what, I, what I've heard is some players, they go into their shell. Some players will go and tell their agent... Managers shouting at me, man, just picking on me. I want to leave. Tell their parents. I don't want to work under him anymore. They get they, they get a little bit intimidated, a little bit snowflakey. Um, you know, whereas with Martin O'Neill, I can only say he didn't care less. He didn't care if you told your agent. He didn't care if he, if if you sulked, you were getting told. I don't know. Do. I don't know how Ange talks, I to, but so. I can only speak yeah. for Martin because sure. I worked under him, and you know. Nine times out of ten, you get you get a positive reaction mm. from, from Martin. 
Barry smiling there. Wait, yeah, you... I'm, I'm just yeah. thinking about some of the managers. Uh, some of the things yeah. he used to get says to you. Oh. <laughs> you couldn't say on. I'm on thinking air. Walter and Archie. Martin said to me. Martin said to me once, yeah. "How many crocodile sandwiches did you have last night?" <laughs> what he said to me. I, I told you for my Honestly, God. my apprentice is a, a Rangers player, 15 to 17 yeah. years of age. That two years, I used to have nightmares about Archie Knox. Did you? Yeah. So tough. Um, honest, but he'd done it for a reason. That's um, that's what he'd done. And I used to go home thinking to myself, I don't know if I want to go back in here again. You came in the train, didn't you, at the beginning? With yeah, that... training underground. Yeah. Where'd you get the train? Bellsill? Bellsill into Argyle Street right. and walked down to the, the underground. Had they been for eight o'clock. Mm -hmm. um, get your jobs all done before you went to train. That was the days. Brilliant days. Uh, I think that's something that's missing. In, in the modern modern game and probably in life I think a lot of people younger ones and they're great people of course they're a great talent but you can learn from people who've got experience and yeah, listen well, Barry, to them Barry wouldn't yeah. swap that upbringing no, you know that that, um, that education I, I used to have to clean the boots at Luton I used to have to mm. go in with a black bag all of us <laughs> all the apprentices yeah. a big black bin bag and we used to have to walk around Kenilworth Road step by step seat by seat we used to chuck in all the all the boxes and the empty crisp packets and drinks from the weekend. We used to have to clean the stand. Can you imagine asking, you know, a young player at my Gov the government don't allow the players to do that now. You know, it's the, the no. but I wouldn't swap it. I yeah. would not swap no. it. Look at your career. Great. I yeah. get sent off in a, a youth yeah. game and I could, I wasn't allowed to train for a week. I had to go behind the government <laughs> stand, there was a grass verge and I had to clean the rubbish, like crisp packets and cans yeah. of coke yeah. and and whatever it was a grind but you know what I made sure that I never get sent off again and the youth team well, I, I probably did get sent off <laughs> that would have been some documentary if we could have followed you too and what age were you when you were captain of Rangers when you, first time when you captained you were only 20, 21 22, 22 I think Paul. 22 years old and this is when you know before you know 2012 and everything that happened there Rangers the establishment club in Scotland the most successful, being challenged, of course, by Celtic, who did really, really well. But to be captain at 21, what, what do you think the quality was? I mean, we know it now. You're outstanding player, outstanding leader, but at 21, 22... Who was, that? Who was the manager? Who made you manager? Advocate. Advocate. Nick Advocate. Who'd come, of course... Nah, I've got to be honest yeah. I've got to give a lot of credit to the, the, the other players in the dressing room, the experienced players, Arthur Newman's... Yeah, your Craig Moore's, your De Boers. How were they about and, you? And Amaruso yeah. also, who I took the captaincy off. And a big listen, ego. he was disappointed. Yeah, big ego, he was disappointed. Sure. But listen, he was still a, a right good teammate. Yeah. We crossed that white line, we wanted to do one thing. And that's when I gave football for Rangers. Because it was a unified And it was a learning room. curve, you know what I mean? It was it was tough at times because you've got a lot on your shoulders. Um, you had to get used to going in and doing deals in terms of bonuses and and whatever so yeah listen it was it was a great uh, experience something I would never change was I surprised I got it of course I was at a young age I was captain of the youth teams and and whatever but listen I would never swap it for anything Wow John did you ever want to be captain I know you were the star striker out and out it's probably not that many captains come from that position I know Harry Kane does but yeah no I was, no. Ne I was never I don't think I was captain with you. I, I was one of those who just wanted to. I was a good teammate, but I I just wanted to go and perform myself. I, I knew what I had to do. When I whenever I went on the pitch, 
I had to win my headers. I had to be a focal point. I had to get the I had to get the the team up the pitch. If we had a throw in over on the right hand side, I had to be over on that side. You know, the throw in would come in. I'd have to set the play up so we could move forward. And most of all, the most important thing I had to do was get in the box to score goals. Yeah. So I knew my role in the team. So for me, it's to be thinking about what the right back is doing. Is the left back doing what he should? I think it's an art being a captain. You know, you have to take a lot of responsibilities on. I wasn't. I wasn't that type. Without saying I was selfish, I just wanted to concentrate on what I had to do. And if I did well, I knew then obviously my team would benefit for that. But not really. A captain Wales. John Toshak made me captain of Wales. My fifty-first cap which was a lovely gesture at, at the Liberty Stadium against, um, I can't even think what it was yeah. about, my 51st cap, Slovakia or mm. someone like that. I was only captain that once yeah. for my country and that, and that was good enough for me to say I captained my country at senior level just the once, you know, that's enough for me. You need to take a, a fair bit of flack as well when things are not going well. Mm. It's From, the captain yeah. that generally gets it, the supporters, and, and listen, at the start, you think to yourself, Oof, but you get used to that. That's just... I'm afraid party captain and a massive club um, like Rangers, you've got a lot of responsibility. And the responsibility is it's clearing and it's easy. The responsi responsibility is to win. That's the biggest thing. Who's going to be the captain lifting the trophy this season? We'll find out in the next few months. And the semi-final, who's going to be the happier? Is it going to be James Tavernier or Callum McGregor? We're going to Bathgate just after this break. <laughs> The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go. Let's go on the lines now. George is in Bathgate. Hi, George. Sorry to keep you waiting. Good evening. How well, you doing, boys? All right? Good, George. Yeah, doing, George? there's Barry, there's John. What's your point tonight? First of all, can I just say, uh, my heart goes out to Big John and it's good to hear him here. Been able to tell the tale and I can't he's... Um, He's, he's fighting away well, so it's good to see him coming back and, and still being able to talk about it. And like you say, he's getting a lot of people hoping that. So, um, big, big John broke my heart a, a few times, but um, I want to put any colour and things like that, so good on him. Uh, thank you, George. Very kind words, mate. Appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, but, 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 I mean, you're speaking there. I feel a bit awkward going to flip one, but you speak, no, you're speaking no, there. No, you're right, okay, mate. Barry five a side team. Um, mm. and, I mean, you, you could probably go in forever. I can't Barry name his team, but... Um, Guys like Gascoigne and uh, I just—I actually found it this not long ago. Got, uh, Barry played in the same team as Alan McCoy, so I can't remember how many games it was. But mm. even guys like uh, Chris Boyd and guys like that—I mean, what, what, what a five-a-side team if you really have had. <laughs> I mean, if you go, if you went to Walters' first team with like Gorham and Goff and Gascoigne, Stuart McCall was unbelievable for me. Mm. Um, and we Ali up to, up front, and then you go to like uh, Alex McLeish's team. Um, or Dick Advocate's team sorry we, uh, close enough on human Neil McCann and guys like that. I mean you could go in for absolute ever I mean these guys have obviously lived the dream uh, playing for Rangers and John played for uh, played for Celtic, Celtic so I mean you could, you could they actually go in forever and of course really I mean. think that was Barry's point though about Gascoigne uh, and yeah. I realise yeah. if any of my ex-teammates are listening to this I'm going to have so many texts he's yeah. saying they can't believe I'm knowing your five-a-side team it is so tough it's it's so tough. He's just mentioned there that the the nineties under Walter Smith I played with. He just mentioned there Gaza Loudrop, Stuart McCall, Ian Ferguson, Richard Goff, Andy Gorums. I mean, and then the Advocate team with Kloss and Rayner, Alberts, the Bo Van Bronx, Ever, aye, Van Bronckhurst, the Boer. 
are the lads, mm. eh? I could go, can need you a sure. Neil McCann. I can go on and on and on. So, yeah, can we cut this out of the podcast? No, I know. <laughs> Neil, <laughs> I uh, Neil listens nearly every night. Neil, you... Neil McCann would be, uh, listen, I, I, see, he would be always in my starting 11. You always say that. Every yeah, time. He's yeah. an absolute warrior, yeah. man. Warrior. But he was I, at the rugby, wasn't he? The, the cameras yeah. went to him, oh, Neil, on, they, on the weekend. Uh, yeah. yeah. Don't mention it, we lost so, but uh, this is a, yeah, it's it's a so great difficult football. I know. So difficult yeah. to. The thing, the thing is, Barry, you had, um, I mean, there you, you've named a lot of players there, and uh, I actually just realised on another show last night that you had played alongside Big Boy, the 80 games you played alongside. There's another uh, one, Boyd, yeah. I know. Yeah. Chris Boyd, I mean, I think the boy Harlan must have just sat and watched Chris Boyd when he was younger, because for me last night, that boy was ever about as good as Chris Boyd. Not quite as good as Chris Boyd yet, like here, yeah, but. <laughs> Um, to be fair, I mean, he's, he's coming on no so bad. But even Big Boy, he was a cracking striker. Uh, Avalade, Big mm. Dado Perso. I thought Big yeah, Dado Perso was a What what I like, George. George, yeah. what I liked last night about Haaland is that you know we we've we've come to see him running in behind, being powerful, um, scoring headers on the back post. But I thought last night, I think three of his goals were in the six yard box, and that was just showing a different part of his. You know of his repertoire, if if you like, as a striker, because the the the, the best strikers they get them they get them ten twelve tappings in and around that six yard box. You know, just three or four yards off the goalkeeper. They don't always score the wonder goals. They're just only one goal you get for it. You know, that's all you get for scoring a goal. And I, I was just impressed with Haaland being right in there where it counts, you know. And George, before you go, what are you thinking for the Cup semi-final when you heard it was Celtic? How are you feeling? Oh, I, well, I said to you, I said to you, the last time I spoke to you, well, yeah. we've got to play them at one time, whether it's the semi-final or the final. And uh, a lot of Rangers fans are probably thinking at the end of the day, if we can beat them in the semi-final, we'll all get a ticket for the final. And that's more being this to anybody else. I mean, you yeah. can the problems we're having getting tickets for the for the finals and that, you know, so I think that's the way people are looking at it. Like, yeah, and I said to Barry the other night that um, Rangers have got to win this, eh? Can we oh, to win it? We can't, we can't, you know, come out of uh, this season and no win nothing. And that's not a, a play on Ian, uh, on, um, on the gaffer or nothing. I really, really know it's not a hang we want him because he's too good halfway through the season. But I don't think we can go to this season and having won nothing. So I think we've got to go all out for and win this game yeah. and get to the final. I think he knows that, George, that how important it is to retain the Scottish Cup. There's no doubt because you know what the summer's going to be like if Celtic win a treble, how flat it's going to be on the side of the city is going to, going to be in a major high, so I think Rangers know how important this is to make sure <laughs> they get through the semi-final um, and make sure they get to the final. The, is it the start of June, isn't it? Is it 3rd yeah, of June? Yep, third of June. That's it. Saturday, third of Strange June. Strange date, isn't it? I know. I think because of the World yeah, Cup, it's all different this year, isn't it? Everything's later. George, thanks so much for calling. Cheers, um, George. Guys, we haven't mentioned the Scotland. We did it extensively last night with Andy Walker and with Steve McGinn, who was with us. Uh, well, you you heard the squad. What are your thoughts on it, Barry? Well, Lyndon Dykes was a surprise because yeah. um, he, he's not played. So that tells me that he's back training mm-hmm. and he's going to be available for selection. Did you score last night? Yeah. No. 5-1 they got 5-1 yeah, they got yeah. hammered last night yeah, but he's did, back did, that was a surprise did he not get the goal oh sorry yeah. oh, did he? I think back. he did I think, okay. he's, I think yeah. he got Coupillard's goal last night it's great that he's back that yes. was a big surprise John it wasn't yes. expected yeah. uh, Lauren Shankland has missed out see I was too busy There's, watching, yeah, watching New York against Altrincham yeah, indeed <laughs> that and the Sopranos but uh, <laughs> <laughs> are you enjoying the Sopranos love it loving it right into that really addictive isn't it I watched it years ago do you know what I watched the first series I don't know if John's watched it and I, I, 
I was only halfway through mm -hmm. it and I said, that's no for me. But yeah. one of my mates told me, stick with it, and I'm glad. I just watched the clips on TikTok. Yeah. That's enough for me. Yeah, life in Glasgow. Oh, it's brilliant. <laughs> um, I'm right in there. Yeah. What uh, series, someone? Let's hear from the manager, Stevie Clark speaking. He's desperate to take us to Germany. We're all pretty keen to replicate that, so it's nice to have that experience. It's nice that the majority of the players in this squad have tasted a, a major tournament and as I keep saying, they're all desperate to go back to another one, so hopefully it's this one. He spoke about, uh, well, some of the omissions, Lauren Shanklin, what's the position? We know there's been some injury. Lawrence has been really good this season, he's had a, he's had a good campaign. Uh, I look at the forward department, Lawrence was right at the front of my mind. Probably the fact that he's, he's picked up a little hamstring or a little injury, I think it's hamstring might just dissuade me to, to to go the other way. And obviously I got Linden back. I wasn't really expecting Linden to be fit. I watched him play for QPR at the weekend. He was on the pitch for 56 minutes and he looked OK to me. So hopefully Linden will get some more minutes tonight and at the weekend. Shea and Linden have been my, my two go-to strikers, if you like. So I'm happy to have both of them in the squad. Lauren Shanklin's been unlucky, hasn't he, John? Mm. 21 goals this season, second top scorer. But uh, the injury in the last couple of weeks, maybe? Yes, unfortunately, because he was gone. We had him in here, didn't we? Yep. Nice, mm -hmm. nice guy, speaks well and all. Um, but no, he's happy with, with his form. Obviously, he's been unfortunate getting a, an injury at the crucial stage of the season. Without his goals, you know, the, there's no doubt that Hearts wouldn't have potentially, you know, been five points ahead of Hibs and sitting in third place. His goals have been pivotal. Every team needs a goal scorer. And he's really stepped up this season. But the good thing is for Steve Clark, I think they guaranteed a playoff because of their Nations League um, form. Scotland, they did very well. So although they face a really tough, you know, Cyprus and Spain coming up, um, you know, they will have a playoff, um, which yeah. which which is a great sort of safety net, safety net yeah. if you think. But still, I'm sure Steve Clark, being the you know the consummate professional that he is. He'll still want his team to go play and play well, and and obviously get ready potentially for that playoff. Um, so they are in a privileged position, Scotland. You know, before they even start the the, the Euros campaign. Steve Clark was asked, uh, "Why no Greg Taylor?" Yeah, definitely, definitely. Uh, obviously, I know Greg very, very well. Uh, we have a good relationship. I've had a chat with him, and he's, he's fine. I think there definitely was. Is he still in your thoughts? And there was one other cryptic comment about it. Uh, haven't spoken to Greg. It was. There are one or two little issues around that one. It's, it's, not, it's not for me to say. It's a, it's a Celtic matter. Having spoken to him and he's saying it's a Celtic matter, some people think it could be the fact that he does travel always with Scotland, doesn't play so often, Barry. That, could that be the case? And he's had some injury. Yeah, it could be the case. Um, but listen, Steve Clark has got a good relationship because he managed them. Mm -hmm. um, so listen, I... There must be reasons behind it. They're obviously private. I was surprised that he wasn't included because he again he's had a, a very consistent season for for Scotland. Um, a couple of things. I'm I'm disappointed for um, Shankland. I know he's injured, and I know Shea Adams and Lyndon Dykes is his his go to two strikers. I, I just thought he deserved with the goals that he scored this season. And then the big dilemma is goalkeeping situation. Yep, we talked about it the he's, other night. He's, yep. Got Gunn mm -hmm. to come in, Angus Gunn, who is a good young keeper, but I just, uh, I don't know what he's going to do with the number one um, slot. I think Xander's done really well since mm -hmm. he's took over from Craig Gordon. Um, under a bit of pressure, because Craig Gordon's a fantastic goalkeeper, so it'll be interesting 
see what he does and goals for Scotland. I was, I was with Craig, by the way. Barry mentioned him there the weekend. We did the game together. Indeed, saw the two of He's working hard. He said to me, he's trying to build up the knee, strengthen the muscles around it. He's back in the gym. He's, we saw some clips of him with um, doing mm. some squats with light weights on his shoulders. So he's positive anyway of making a, a full recovery. He knows he's got a long road back. Um, terrible, awful injury sure. to suffer. But uh, just to let the Craig Gordon fans That's know good. that he's, you know, he's on his way back. He's positive. He's a, he's a positive character anyway. His mental reserve. And that's after battle jump. when you're coming back from a, from a, a long term injury. And he had to do it before. Yeah. What about his uh, career was nearly finished before? Of course. Yeah. So that that shows you what sort of mentality he's got, um, and at his age. But uh, look, I hope he comes back because um, he's. He, I still think there's a fair bit. Of, Football left. Goalkeepers tend to go a bit longer as well, don't they? Sure. The, you know. Yep. Um, the manager spoke about uh, young Gunn and how he is now going to be in the dark blue, certainly in the squad. Obviously, I heard through a third party that Angus was interested in playing international football. When I heard that, I thought I'd go down and meet him, met him in Norwich, had a good conversation. Didn't have to persuade him too much because he felt as though that was his best chance of getting international football was to play for Scotland he's obviously his dad's a Scotland international so it all fitted in quite well yeah, Young guns go for it it's a sellout at Hampden I have to say it's great that both matches are sold out are almost sold out the power of this team to capture the imagination of the Scottish public and we're grateful to the Tartan Army that they're going to be there in numbers and hopefully they can cheer us on to two two good ones Barry in the training ground is back in Glasgow yeah we've had a little issue with the I think mainly the accommodation through, through in Edinburgh, so we've decided we've come through here. Obviously, Queen's Park have put in a fantastic pitch at Lesser Hamden. Uh, they've offered us the use of that facility, so we're going to stay in a city centre hotel and travel down 10 minutes in the, 10 minutes in the bus in the morning. It'll be a minibus. We'll just shuttle the lads down as and when they need to go. Different, different to what we're used to, but sometimes the change is as good as the rest, so looking forward to see how it works. Barry, good to see them back training in Glasgow rather than Edinburgh. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Every time I was involved, uh, we, we, we would stay um, down in Cameron House. It would be 25 minutes in, in the bus, so good to see them back through. But listen, great to see there's enough a sellout for both games. And, and again, that's because Steve Clark's a very good manager. The, the changes that he's made to this international team is, has been excellent. And he's got some really good players as well. And we have, haven't we? Obviously, with you know the Robertsons, the, the Tierneys, there are so many... John, there have been so many people on tonight saying thank you for opening up. About That's fine. Yeah, yeah a lot of people like, have been As long yeah. as I maybe helped one person, yeah. Barry as well, speaking yeah. openly about some of his family of and his friends that yeah. have obviously come, come under some bad health. So, yeah, it's important. I think it's important to, to get it out there, you it's know. It's good to talk. Isn't it? it has yes. been. You're absolutely right. Will you do it again on Friday with us? Yep. You'll be here. Andy Walker. Tomorrow night, somebody who's in your team... Uh, Craig Moore is going to join us. Uh, Fantastic to see him in his five aside team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Big Craig will be here tomorrow night um, along with Peter Grant. Looking forward to it then. John, enjoy the weekend. You'll come back and join us again next week. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thanks so much, John Hartson and Barry Ferguson. We're back tomorrow at five. Coming up next, it's the news and then Zoe at seven. The Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Brand new Toyota showroom in Kennishead Road, Darnley. Let's go!
there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.